It's ketchup time with crazy poultry. You're not bringing the hot dogs. <laughs> it, it is I, Kyle Loco, and here still with me, Mr. Damon the Gobbler Anderson. Yeah, the hot dog man, apparently. <laughs> there you go. No, you really shouldn't put ketchup on your hot dogs. I'm thinking more of like a mustard guy. Yeah. yeah. Or some hot cheese. Mmm. Okay, well, <laughs> if, we're, if you're trying to make us hungry... Stop, Damon. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we have, of course, have been uh, gone for a little while. So, of course, there's been some things that we have seen and a few things that we have finally seen. Um, but going to mostly get into the ones that I know for a fact that either we both have seen or that I have seen. And right now it's only five. So That we both have seen or that I have that, seen and you've seen? I have personally seen two that you have not, that I am pretty sure okay. of. Um, and the first one that I'm going to bring up that we can talk real quick about is the potential Oscar winner one, and that's Tar. You want to dance the mask, you must service the composer. If you're here, then you already know who she is. Lydia Tar is many things. As a conductor, Tarr began her career with the Cleveland Orchestra, Chicago Symphony Orchestra, the Boston Symphony Orchestra, until she had last arrived here at our own New York Philharmonic. In 2013, Berlin elected Tarr as its principal conductor, and she's remained there ever since. Lydia Tarr has also written music, stage, and screen. She is one of only 15 EGOTs, meaning those who have won all four major entertainment awards. Thank you for joining us, Maestro. Thank you. How's the writing going? Not so well. I keep hearing something. Schopenhauer measured a man's intelligence against his sensitivity to noise. Do you ever find yourself overwhelmed by emotion? Yes. Yes, it does happen. Stars Kate Planchette as Lydia Tarr, as you just heard. She's a well-known and well-established you know, composer. And, you know, it's... This is, like, in the middle of, like, her biggest thrive, like, you know, what she has ascended to. She's doing classes. She's conducting, you know, orchestras in Berlin and things like this. Uh, but then immediately her reputation gets challenged because let's just say she has unflattering accusations against her. She gets canceled. That's, uh, that's <laughs> the best way to put it. She gets canceled. This is a really a big thing on cancel culture and impact that it does have with society and, you know, just people of celebrityism and things like that. It, for this, for me, this film was... The ending is questionable, at least for me. It was really weird. But as far as, like, the film as as a whole, like, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the film. It was very dark and just almost, I want to say, just the atmosphere was very menacing. Like, clearly she was dealing with a lot of inner demons. Oh, she yeah. took meds, like that were her meds, like... So she had a lot going on, and you know, 
she it was just the fall of her career like you know clearly she's been a pie for a while mm. and but it doesn't really show about like the really battling of the demons mm-hmm. um and this is her battling her you know quote-unquote demons yeah but this is also like that she's not necessarily battling like you know some kind of physical ailment or something no 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 i just mean more of this is a lot of emotional well but and she's constantly also though justifying her actions yeah because she like brings up like because she has that very intense confrontation scene with that one student who's like well no i don't play or listen to this composer guy because of what he was like you know as a human outside of his work and she's like well but how can you go on like that and like you know completely ignore the artist's work and things like that and then it's like you then find out where like well you're really a giant hypocrite when it comes to this well i think that that was actually done purposely um yeah. to kind of illustrate like are people going to listen to her like you know because like the idea is yeah like i actually was on her side on that point was yeah it's hard to be like hey this guy was a piece of shit living in you know the 1800s it just so happens though that they released so much good things Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah it's easy to automatically be like well they're automatically a terrible person it's like yes they are but they also released one of the greatest like works of art of all time or something you know like so, like, I kind of get what she's saying there, but I think it was de- made definitely more purposeful to be like, she is in that position now. <laughs> where It's like, hey, you know, she, like, your, your actions are worse now because this is already like, you know, it's not just like back in the day, you know, <laughs> like when it was like when some of the things were going on, it just was happening. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like now it's like, no, you but, did some really terrible fucking things that aren't excusable. Yeah, and now I did hear somebody mention that if, you, but if you think about who she is and her character, the people that she is talking about, that is like what she like you know inspires to be like because that's all that she knows and things like that. So of course she's gonna then justify herself the way that she would justify theirs. Yeah. Well, where it's like. You are currently, like, in this new age. That is an old age. Yeah. You have to really kind of change in your process of, like, that. Like, their stuff, they can't be challenged about that anymore. They've been dead for hundreds of years. It's hard to go back and, like, read Shakespeare and be like, oh, this was pretty good, but, you know. But, and it's just like, if the dude was alive today, he would be, like... Like really, really fucking old. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, like and I and I think that that's largely the just the whole message of this is like this is like the whole question of when do people technically get canceled? Yeah. And is it okay for you still to like things from them and things like well, that? I also think it is justifiable to say like you know it. This is like the like this is more of a quote unquote canceled because like it's not like like Harvey Weinstein technically got canceled but like he actually had charges put against him like he's going he's in jail you know like yeah, which that's 
why I don't technically say that's canceled. Yeah. You're in jail. Yeah, you actually committed a crime. Whereas, like, it's not just, like, quote-unquote canceled. Because she's not, even though it's technically like that, she's still clearly, at the end of the movie, composing. Yeah, it's just... She can't do it in the mainstream. But, like, we look at some of those people, like, even today, like, there's still people that, like, were, quote-unquote, like... Not, like, they didn't get arrested for their crimes, but they did something fucked up. They still can get work. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, I've discussed this with other people of, like, you know, canceling doesn't necessarily mean canceled. No, it's... It just means, hey... You're in time out. Yeah, pretty much. And Depending on the is, severity. And then people will eventually forget and forget, like, you know. Yeah. yeah like, but, MGK was just, like, a thing, and, like, he's done some really kind of, like, weird shit. So it's like... Well, I mean, the number one example I'd go back to is Louis C.K. Yeah. Everybody was shouting the stuff. What did he just not too long ago do? He sold out Madison Square Garden. Yeah. That's what usually what Roseanne. Yeah. Roseanne literally just got a comedy special. It looks bad, and I'm sure it's going to be bad, but she's bad. She's making like money yeah. now, currently. Same thing with that fucking guy from Half-Baked. Yeah. He, same thing. He went on some kind of crazy rant and was, like, super anti-vax, and now he got a show from them, too. Or, or he's, like, on a comedy tour or something. And I'm like, you know, the thing, but, and, like... But this is the this the challenge that this film is talking yeah. about. Is, like, it, it, is this person justified or not? Or if they get this kind of punishment, is this what they deserved? Um, I will say that... I do understand why this is up for Best Picture, because I do think it's very well-made, well-acted. I think Kate Blanchett has actually a very good chance of winning. I can see it, because she, you know, like, overall, my, my thoughts on the film are what they are, but yeah. she as a whole was great in it. Like, it really didn't seem like she was actually, like, a, you know, person. Like... She's not, an, like, she was not acting. It seemed like it seemed like this was, like, a real-life, like, video almost. Yeah. That's why a lot of people said that it kind of felt like a weird biopic that was not a biopic. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, essentially, like, that's kind of what it was because she played the role so well. It wasn't like, you know, like, oh, so-and-so, like, well, we were just talking about Marvel. Like, you know, Chris Hemsworth being Thor. It's like, oh, that's Chris Hemsworth. Like, this, no, like, you're just like... Oh, yeah, this is Tar. Like, she's very much that character. Yeah. Like, to but, a T. But then the funny part is, that's really not even her name. Yeah. We then discover later on, no, this whole thing has been a facade, basically. Yeah. She changed her complete life. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, directing cinematography I thought was all very good. Do I think it has a chance of winning those? Maybe not. But I understand why this is probably up for best picture now the quantity that i would have is how many times would i want to watch this i don't see myself ever watching yeah. it again it's, it's not that it was a bad film it's just again one of those films that it's just like yeah like you know i, I want to bring up a lot schindler's list then schindler's list is arguably one of the best films i've ever seen ever <laughs> but god damn <laughs> you're sitting through you're I, just like i do uh, have to be in the right mindset yeah it. it's like uh and i feel like it'd be like this like i might just one day just be like oh well, yeah I, i'll check it out again but i can easily see myself actually watching Sinner's list again over this yeah 
even though Schindler's List is a little bit longer. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I, that was just an example of, like, movies that I don't, you know, and this is probably one of them. Like, it's not that it's a bad film by any means, but it's also, like, do I really want to sit and watch this? Because that movie is long, too. Like, it is viably a long film. It's two and a half hours. Yeah. And That's the thing. All the, pretty much all the movies that were for a big special are over two hours. Yeah, like... This film is definitely long, and it feels like it because I feel like there was a lot of scenes that could have been taken out. I felt like part of the first kind of dragged a little, and then there was like another part that dragged a little bit in the latter half. Yeah. But then when she, and then and then all of a sudden when all the shit really started to hit the fan and things like this, and then it's just like that. Yeah. <laughs> that that just initial watch. That's how I felt. Where I was just wait that's it yeah well when it ended I, I looked at you and we had the both same reaction like what the fuck because like, it's weird like the ending just the, I just was like what is that like what was going on like now, now in retrospect when I think about it I'm like okay well I, I get that was the end but it's just when you're initially watching it you kind of feel that it's still a weird end yeah <laughs> like um but I would because of the quality overall, I would give it an A minus. I'd probably everything, have everything, to go. Is, everything is really high for me. It's just I would not watch it again. I'd have to probably go B. Like it was good, but like to me also there was a lot of scenes where I'm just like, okay, like, all right, like, I think the performances were pretty good, but like, there's just I don't know a couple scenes where I'm just like felt myself almost not, dozing off. Not to mention that actor who played a Nazi in uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, Indiana Jones three, and I'm like, is this actually what happened to him? Because <laughs> he's in Berlin. Yeah, he just came back. He was just like, I'm coming back home. <laughs> he's like, huh? They thought that I was the wrong cup. No, <laughs> I had to die to come back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's our. Immediate thoughts on Tar. Uh, next film that I have up, I know that I've seen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, up next, uh, actually going to talk about technically the first movie that we saw this year. Ever since I was little, I dreamed of this perfect toy that would protect a kid from ever feeling lonely or sad. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. I'm Megan, uh, 
I going into this, I was like, I think that this is actually going to be a comedy. Yeah. Not so much of a horror movie. And honestly, I'm going to say I agree with a lot of people in saying I actually had a good time with this. Yeah, I actually heard really good things. Yeah, it was actually doing very well critically and audience-wise. Surprisingly, I thought the script actually was smarter than I thought going in. (laughs) Uh, I think that the only, like, personal, like, nitpick for me was that I just didn't know how I felt about the acting from the ant. Yeah. I just was like, I mean, you can make an excuse for her mannerisms and things like this, but a number of times she just felt like she was being very robotic, at least to me. It's ironic. Yeah, <laughs> which I was like, that would have been a great twist. Yeah, the ant was a robot too. You'd be like, whoa, okay, <laughs> this movie's great. <laughs> um, but I actually thought that there was a lot of good performances in it. It's some very actually funny things that were meant to be funny. Uh, and I think that that was something that probably actually irked a little bit of people because they probably were like, I thought this was going to be a horror movie. Yeah, this is supposed to be scary. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I see people like that all the time talk about movies and they're like, this movie is supposed to be scary. I hear that a lot about actually The Witch. Yeah. People are always like, it's a horror. And I'm like, "It's no, it's a period piece. Okay. It's like, it's not a horror film, first mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Like, I mean, so like that—that's a bit—that's a big thing. Like, I see a lot. Um, but for for the first movie of the year, which is usually tracking to always be one of like the worst. Yeah, in January, February, March—usually the shithole. Oh, see, the the tough thing to me is that I was actually hearing some quality things came out in January. Well, I mean. It, it can happen. I just mean that's usually when they just throw out films to yeah. before the summer blockbusters hit. But that's like then the question of has like the studios after COVID have something has something changed? Well, maybe um, there's potential like that they are like okay, well we have all these films that we're already starting mm-hmm. and they're already stuff done on them. We might as well just finish them up and just release them at. You know the at different times, and then like they can still focus on their summer blockbusters, but like you know, because like obviously we're gonna get isn't like Rise of the Beast gonna be a summer blockbuster? Uh, I'm not sure. The, it's Michael Bay related. Like, wait, no, he doesn't have anything to do with this one, does he? Are you talking about the Transformers? Yeah, yeah, he he doesn't have any involvement in this. Oh well, like even then, it's a big upscale movie that they spent a lot of money on, so. Chances are it's going to be out during summer. Yeah, but I'm also hopeful for that one. Yeah, I, I just where, mean... Where, like, whereas, like, stuff in January, I was usually like, oh, yeah, here's the shit stuff, because that's what I've always seen. Yeah. But I have been hearing ever since Megan came out that there actually was a number of actually quality things that came out in January. I just never got around to either see them. You know, there was never that much interest in going to see yeah. some of them, so... That's just why that I just feel like I failed January now. But uh, for being that last year, the 355, somehow I still remember that came out. That was the first movie of last year. And I was like, this thing is so boring, but that's why it's on my worst of the year list. I heard 355 was awful. Yeah. The fact that you then go from that to Megan, which actually was a solid, like a solid entertaining movie. I'm like, wow, what has happened? 
Yeah, like, for me, I don't really need a movie to be amazing. I mean, I've talked about this. I don't need a movie to be, like, you know, well, Schindler's List. I don't need it to be, like, whoa, like, that was great. Sometimes I like a good movie like that where it's just, like, man, this is kind of goofy, a little silly, but, damn, it was fun to watch. And, yeah, I, I, I get excitement about films like that. Yeah. I mean, I probably just have, like, a few, like, nitpicks as far as, like, structure of the story and things like that. In fact, I was like, yeah, I think I know where this is going to go now. Yeah, it's Blumhouse. Uh, yeah. I, I, I did like that uh, the former, like, robot that she made in college actually came back. So I was like, I feel like they're setting that up. And it did. So that was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I don't think that this is, like mind-blowing but it was just solid entertainment wise so i would actually give megan a b plus okay. i actually had a really good time with it it's not too bad b plus i mean that's good yeah what would you i didn't watch it no you did you were in the theater with me no i wasn't what no i didn't see think megan oh was it just me nick and russ yeah wow okay I completely thought that you had seen it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it just felt like a movie that you were just there. So. Uh. No, because we were always making fun of the dancing, and I would have had some crude comments, I'm sure. Yeah. Which, that was fun. That and funny. Um, so then, hopefully, because I know for a fact that you were with me with this one, but the next movie was definitely always a... a thing to go into because of who made it. The Cabin by M. Night Shyamalan that was an adaptation of a book I believe called The Cabin at the End of the World yes um, which I did not know going into I was not surprised when I found out um, starring Dave Bautista Rupert Grant comes back after a Harry Potter absence for years um, I 
forget the name of the guys who played the uh, couple in it. And basically, it's about them and their, you know, uh, Asian foster child spending time at a cabin. All of a sudden, uh, the biggest Jehovah's Witness shows up. Yeah. <laughs> That, even though that's technically what they're not alluding to him being, but uh, four people just show up, break in, and tell them, uh, hey, uh, you guys are too nice. Everything's going too right, so guess what? One of you guys sacrifice because there's going to be an apocalypse if you don't. Um, so this deals with a lot of morality talk about... No, would you sacrifice person that you loved in order to save the world and yeah. know, thousands of people and stuff like that? Um, and every time they decide not to, shit happens, basically. Um, and we know from our experience right now with M. Night Shyamalan, it's always a, what are we getting? Not only that, how do people feel about it? Because... I'm still, like, putting it off because I want to actually explore certain films of his individually first. But he is, like, in my opinion, the most prolific filmmaker because everybody feels differently. And can we also take a minute to acknowledge the fact that we got forced to leave the theater... Yeah. And come back in because the fire alarm went off, and apparently it was because someone may have been vaping in one of the theaters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got ten minutes in, and then we Well, had we thought leave. it was part of the film at first. Like, I was like, when is that? And then I realized it was a fire alarm. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, it's a fire alarm. <laughs> See, at first I thought it was a phone going off, but then, yeah. you know, we heard the... So then we had to wait outside. We waited in your car for a little bit because, of course, it had to be cold. Yeah. And then they restarted the film. Yeah, they, they said we were going to go from theater one back and then going to take it back, every movie back 15 minutes. Yeah, they and just I was, restarted. Ours. Yeah, I was just like, well, they're just going to restart it. <laughs> uh, so maybe we'll pick up on things that we didn't. Uh, so then we technically got to watch it again. Uh, I will definitely, however, say up front, no matter how I might feel about this film... Dave Batista was amazing in this, and I think he has just skyrocketed as far as like his acting chops. His yeah, he's shown he can really act. Yeah, he has range, and also probably the best M Night Shyamalan cameo of him. That was hilarious. Yeah. You know what? Maybe he needs to do that more often. Like, you know, I. I just him, like, like with signs where he threw himself in the film. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, when he just shows up as a cameo, almost like Stanley, he's literally, like, doing a Stanley yeah. because he just shows up as a random person for no reason, and it's just like, I loved it. Like, I thought that was well, hilarious. Apparently, his best acting as far as a cameo is selling hair fryers. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I, like, it was literally like, you could have been like, yeah, he's on TV. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we were, like, halfway through, and I'm like, huh, I've not seen M. Night Shyamalan yet. And then I was like, oh, there he is. <laughs> um, but, like, the overall, I felt like the directing also was a bit better because, again, he had to scale it down to this pretty much mostly takes place in a cabin. Better than old, for sure. 
Oh, I thought it was definitely better yeah. than old. Uh, it just then kind of divulges into the writing for me, where I was like, there's some things here that aren't really being said. Yeah. I or th- asked. <laughs> I think that there was definitely a couple of scenes where I looked at you and I was like, oh, there's there much Shyamalan's writing. Like, yeah. Like, uh, old, I mean, even I can praise that I think the directing is much better. There's still those directing things that made me go, yeah, there's, there's Yeah, you, you know he's doing it, but... Honestly, I can get past... Like, for me, I can get past that as long as the dialogue's not too crazy like with, like, the happening. Yeah. But... But I love that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just mean, like, you know, it's easier to be like, okay, this is actually a pretty solid Shyamalan film, like, well, as far as, you know, like... It, like, pretty much most of everybody, like, their lines that they're given and the way they're directed to deliver them is actually pretty solid. Yeah. There's just one person... And I think you know which one that was. It was the woman that was like, Destiny. I should get that tattooed. Yeah. I was just like, every time you speak. Yeah, her dialogue was probably the worst in the film, easily. Actually, I really liked the little girl. Yeah, she actually wasn't too bad. Yeah, you know, normally, like, it's kind of hit or miss with child actors. Well, Uh, but the thing for me with child actors and in my Shyamalan movies, it's usually either they aren't directed right or they're directed to be too old because <laughs> that's the thing I would come back with signs is that he told these kids to act more adult than the adults yeah this she felt her age yeah she felt like a little kid yeah um and you know so you know how we had the discussion about Dave Batista coming off like a sex offender in the beginning when he walks up to her oh and like yeah. the talks and you're like so, yeah, you're going to kidnap her, right? <laughs> like, and apparently, after talking with somebody at work that knows, uh, someone that knows about the book, mm-hmm. apparently he's, the tone is not supposed to be, like, taken creepy. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be taken as a very, like, he's very sincere. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so if you put it into that words, yeah, that actually does make, you know, a lot more sense. Like, oh, he's supposed to be kind of, well, sincere and I mean yeah he does come off that but there's a couple times where I'm just like and that might be a Shyamalan thing well but I think that one of the things that Shyamalan probably tried to focus on which was so Batista looks intimidating no matter yeah. what uh, which the way that I also thought that he kind of focused him he made him look even bigger than what he was yeah I, I think um, there was some like wide shots or something yeah. that made him gonna be like you know he's not the Incredible Hulk, right? Like, But you're making him look yeah. like he is. Uh, and I think that that's part of like the whole he's supposed to come off like that kind of intimidating and that kind of creepiness. Yeah. But the way that he is speaking and the delivery of his acting, he's like, I don't want to be here. I yeah. don't want to do this. Yeah. And I felt it every time he was speaking like that. I was like, damn, dude. Yeah, I think that you don't want to do this. Yeah, no, like that. That's why we, you know, we said like he's probably easily the best acted in this because he yeah. is he and he literally is trying to carry the whole thing. Yeah, I feel like, and I mean, you know, I think that the the one husband that freaks out a lot, mm-hmm. his is kind of he was kind of eh, for me like he didn't really 
Like, it was nothing special. Like, he was not bad or anything, but the only one I couldn't stand was the one we mentioned, the girl, that she just was like, lady, you need to take a Xanax. And, of course, <laughs> she was a cook, and I'm like, ah, oh, it makes sense now, like, why she's yeah. so manic and shit. And I'm like, you know, you know she's, she's, she definitely took a ride down the white road because <laughs> she was pretty manic. Like, she was just giddy. And Rupert Grant, I actually really like Rupert Grant's character because... Yeah, for, for the screen time that he had. Yeah, he just very much seems like a fucking piece of shit. And then yeah. you find out, yeah, actually he is. <laughs> well, I think that they then allude to that, you know, maybe he was. Because they, they really try to infer that, but then when he, like, checks some things at the end, it checks out. Yeah, it's like, it was no, it was him. He was just lying to you. Yeah. Like, that, see, that's the part that, like, kind of comes back first full circle. Like, yeah, you know, you have his characters, and he's like, hey, I recognize that guy. It's like, well, these people aren't crazy. He thinks that they're there to beat him up because they're gay. Mm-hmm. And he's actually, he's like, okay, like, no, look it up. This guy's so-and-so. And then he finds that license off the, the quote-unquote, you know, yeah. Well, he gets the license, and he's like... Oh, this is a different person. But then later on, finds the license, mm-hmm. a different license. It's the same person, and it is that person. Then it makes you question, like, yeah, okay. But, like, there's still all this other stuff happened. Like, mm-hmm. so what was it? <laughs> yeah. Well, but I think that now looking back, a giant mistake that this did was releasing the second trailer. Yeah. Because it kind of gives away a lot. Yeah. Like, it shows that, hey, this shit is actually happening. Yeah. When clearly the script and things are written are to make it feel like a mystery. Yeah. Well, like, the the first big, like, event that happens that I believe was, like, the wave. Yeah, which... And then he was like, that was three hours ago. Well, but also there's just another issue there where it was like, what was this that was filming? Yeah. Because it kind of kept filming when it was in the wave. Yeah. So it's like, what was it? Well, it could have been, you know, the only thing I could think of, because, see, it was almost like a live stream, but if it was like a, a GoPro that had a water casing on it, maybe, and it could and it could be plausible because of being... But how would... how they get it? Yeah. So, like, there, yeah, there, that there, is kind there, of a plot hole there. there. There's a number of questions that, like, that aren't addressed, which is one of my big issues with the script. Yeah. Um, and as far as from what I know, and I kind of predicted this going in, I was like, I now know that this is based off of a book, and just given how this is, like, going, I know they're not probably going to do the same ending from the book. And yeah, I found out what the real ending is, and they yeah, did not that? do it. Okay, so... Because uh, you're obviously not spoiling it because it's a different ending, so... Yeah, so spoiler if you are reading or wanted to read the book, um... So apparently in the book, it comes down to, I believe, two of the four, you know, figurative horsemen of the apocalypse. And there's a struggle of the couple trying to get out, uh, the one that's a a little bit more manic, uh, who's also a lawyer, I believe, picks up the gun, shoots, and uh, kills one of the other four. Okay. But that bullet also went through and killed the daughter. See, I I, I told you. 
like I, that's what I thought in my head when I first saw the trailer. I'm like, they're gonna be forced to kill the kid, and but that never got brought up. But see, I th- I think I know why they changed that because imagine that ending. People well, would be like, oh, what the fuck. But then there's a little bit more, because uh, Batista's character Leonard says that was an accidental killing, so it doesn't count. The pop-up is still gonna happen, and basically, then the couple like just looks at each other and was like, and then looks out the door and just goes, you know what? Let's just see what happens. And they walk out the door together, and that's where the book ends. Leaves on that ambiguous note of, did anything happen? Was it all just insane? Yeah, but I, I that is, is great. Like, it sounds really cool. But at the same time, I could see as a film and just as a film audience, they'd be like, well, what well, happened? Because people don't like being left on, like, you know, cliffhangers like that. People just don't. Like, Well, but, and here's the other thing that, after I thought about it and heard that kind of explains why the ending was not like this. Yeah. Um, Shyamalan has three daughters. Probably would not have felt comfortable doing that. Yeah. They're, uh, not to get too kind of socially political or nothing, but there's been a lot of gun violence lately. Not that there's anything new. But there's also been a lot of Asian hate crimes. Yeah. And he did not want to feel like adding to that. So, that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It does. It just then becomes a question of which ending do you prefer. Yeah. I personally think the book is a little bit more thought wrenching Yeah. yeah imagine, like I said, imagine that just happening in the film. Like, uh, take everything else away, okay? And just that happening specifically in that film, and then people sitting there watching it, they'd be like, what the fuck? They'd be like, killed a kid dude like you know the, 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 like, and then it just ends like, no no, like they, no resolution they, after they, that the couple holds their hand walks out the door and then black yeah but you also would not have seen any of the other catastrophes happening yeah so that, that's where I was like you know I don't know and I'm kind of you know surprised and actually kind of I'm thinking a lot more about this now. Yeah, it's because so, yeah, it's supposed to be thought provoking. Like, oh, what the fuck? Did, so was it real? Like, yeah. what happened? But because we know that everything was happening, and then it kind of feels like a an understandably safe ending. That's where I was like, okay, well, this is actually kind of going down a little bit for me. Um, the number the, the number one thing that we've mentioned all the way that I will stick up for is Batista in this. Yeah. He deserves any kind of credit that comes his way because of this performance. But as a film structure as a whole, uh, it's going to be in the middle of his filmography for me because I'm like, I can't say that it's terrible, but I can't say it's good. And also, I can't say it's enjoyably bad. <laughs> Like, The Happening and Lady in the Water and stuff like that, where I'm like, no, those are far the worst made movies and worst written movies, but goddamn, I have a good time with them. Yeah. So what what would your rating be? uh, This, I would say, it felt like it could have been actually like a B plus, maybe, but because of certain things and structure writing-wise, it kind of goes down to a C. 
See, I, I was gonna, I'm gonna go for B minus um, because I actually really like this. I, I thought it was fun enough. Like, obviously, it's not as good as like some like the Sixth Sense or something, but yeah, personally, I just, yeah, I had a great time with it. I just think that it just was despite know, the whole theater. Yeah, this is despite that experience. Like, and the the thing is, like, normally that would just fucking take me out away from a movie, mm-hmm. if especially depending on what the movie is, though. But certain movies, yeah. If I had that happen and I was already not having kind of that good of a time and not interested, yeah. that would have just took me out of it. Like, okay, like we got to sit through the fucking opening again. Especially if the opening wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have been like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, I would have been disinterested after that and already would have had a bad mindset. But this film didn't do that. So mm-hmm. that's why I didn't care so much. Because yeah. I was interested. I was like, ooh, what's going to happen? Because it was like, Right at the start, as they were about to, like, go into the cabin. Well, I think that they actually had, like, entered... They, the... So they broke... They, they got in. Yeah. And then, like... It does, it does like, a close-up on Batista's face, and that's when... Yeah. And then we walked back in, because that's where it was paused. I was like, oh, hey, there's Batista's face. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, it wasn't super far into the film, but, again, enough stuff happened that I was like, yeah, I can watch this again. Yeah, I mean, it it to me it just falls over the just it was eh. Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was you know I could watch it again if I could pretty much just watch Batista's parts. <laughs> I, I for me, yeah, at least for me, like I said, I I could definitely watch it again. Now, it, is it going to be something that I would? want to watch all the time no but if i was just looking for something a movie to watch be like i i also feel like i've from what i saw like either i think it was the first or maybe in both the trailers it definitely appears like some stuff had been cut out yeah possibly because there was a whole thing with uh the not the fanatic husband but the other one who kind of had like this whole like relevation and things like that there's a scene of him in the trailers in a church. And I was like... I don't see that. Yeah, I didn't see that at all. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like that may have been something that was supposed to be in there for context for some stuff. But it got cut out. And that's kind of another issue I had with was the editing sometimes. Because I was like, I get what they're doing with the flashbacks. Yeah. But... When it happens so many times, I was like, okay, no. <laughs> You're going a little too Christopher Nolan now. <laughs> Especially the scene where it's like the bar where he gets beat up. Well, yeah. With well, the beer bottle smashed over his head. I felt like that was something that they could have had as a flashback. The other stuff, I felt like they could have made a little bit more, like, just straight line. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean... I would say it's at least at least one solid watch, depending on you. Yeah. Uh, whether you, how you feel about the ending is kind of going to probably determine how you feel about the rest of the film, maybe. Mm-hmm. But that's most of his filmography. So, eh. It was a eh, Shyamalan for me. But, you know what? You enjoyed it, so, you know what? Good on your part, too. Uh, but, as we now know, M. Night is always a thing. It's always an event. It those Marvel DC M night. <laughs> yeah. Now now what, and the thing is like now now like a joking. It's literally like now you gotta like look for him like the Stanley cameos like where's he at? We know he's in here somewhere. Where's he at? And like 
You're just like looking at him, like, yeah, there he is. It's like, where's Waldo? <laughs> like, or he's a too predominant character. <laughs> yeah, like I don't like it when he's like because he's not a good actor. I mean, let's just face it, he's not a good actor at all. But you know, I just. I think when he just has a little cameo, that's funny. Like that's pro- like that's why Stanley cameos were always great because it was never big things. It was always Stanley. Like yeah, I knew that guy. Like you know, it was always just like funny little like uh, like the Tony Stank thing. Yeah. I'm looking for a Mr. Tony Stank. Like that. That's hilarious. And he's just like yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't wait to finally cover. His other stuff that I really want to talk about, and then do a full-on discussion about his career. Because so I really need retires. Uh, I'm not necessarily gonna wait for that, but I just want to do. Hey, he might retire next year. He might just be like, never, done. or he might die. You never know. <laughs> but there's certain films this that I want to dedicate. Yeah. Certain <laughs> things about them because there's a lot to talk about with them, and I don't want to shove that all into one special. Yeah. So, but. Overall, I would probably say this year's actually started off not too bad. Yeah, we definitely had worse years. Yeah, but let's see how it progresses. Yeah. (laughs) But until next time, see you guys.